I think for anybody who wants to be an actor, or who's, who's, who's acting and who's, who's down on it, like, the key is just staying in it. It's, it's the decision to say, no matter what happens, I'm going to find a way to do it. And it might not pay my bills, and it might not be the, the big show of the town, but I'm going to do this. There's literally, and that's, you know what? That's the confidence that you walk in the room with. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 5. I'm Elise Siebert. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today we have my dear friend Nick Walker, actor, writer, musician, and above all, human. We have a great combo about his new musical, Whiskey Land. Being true to yourself. And, and you, you never know where an audition will take you. When no means no, no in terms of like, hey, like guys, I'm good, and they're like, like this is too much. This is too much, yes. and that's exactly who's organizing it, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna be <laughs> bad. It's just gonna be a no. bad thing. Is it here in New York? I am not aware. They're of gonna like location. surprise you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know what I know is because I was part. I was part. Like it's a crew of us who are all getting married around the same time. It's uh, okay. my boy Preston who you'll meet and. Uh, Ephraim and Donald and all you know those boys who came up through, through the circles and uh, so Preston's what uh, bachelor party. I remember like we got him a party bus and that thing, like I don't remember where, and how we got home. <laughs> and that's it's been a good party. It's then. A, oh, it was excellent. And <laughs> I just I just don't I I know that that's gonna be the same. So we're not doing it anywhere close to. The actual wedding, it's gonna be. Which is the way to go. That's, I think yeah. I do not understand it. why people will do like have like bachelor bachelorette parties the day before. And I'm like, before. what is wrong with you? Yeah. Do you? Are you just? Do you want yourself to be really hungover and not enjoy yes. your wedding day? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. There you go. That's crazy. No sleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have a question about Whiskeyland. Oh, how ask is, away. Yeah. So how are things going with that? I know the last time I heard. You were doing, um, you were trying to get some producers. You were trying to get people to, it was a long time ago, I think. Yeah, how long ago was that? I don't know. I'm bad with time. Oh, no, yeah. So we, (laughs) yeah, so we have, we have producers. We have, oh, amazing. um, We have our seed money. We have everything. It's uh, basically, so Whiskey Land is. Yeah, tell us what it's about first. Well, I will, I will, before we even do that, I'll tell you, it's like, just like anything. You You guys write. Yes. Yes. As well. Yeah. So you know that project that is the nearest and dearest to your heart, but it's also the bane of your existence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is yep. what Whiskeyland is. I love it. I love it dearly, and it's and it's pros, pop most likely the most personal thing ever done for me in terms of my writing, but it is also just that thing that's like, just go away. Just like just, just be done. Just fix yourself. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. I've given everything I have. <laughs> Um, but what what it is, yeah, it's uh, so it's a rock show, uh, basically about Boston at the end of the world, um, and uh, there's this kid. There, uh, basically, it comes down, and people find out that some people are getting chosen to go on to a new life, and some people are getting left behind with the end of the world, and this one young man finds out that he's been left behind, um, and he is not the most mentally stable young man, so he goes about in the absolute worst ways to try to get to that to, that to the other life. place yeah mm-hmm. and uh and it causes a whole shit storm in the process mm-hmm. um so it's it kind of it comes a lot from i'm a huge i'm a huge comic book nerd okay and a huge uh kind of fantasy 
that. I mean, that's just what I love and what I read. And I, as I started to get hired for musical theater, I went out to check out some of it, and I just realized this was like back in like 2009, 2008. And I just was looking and just seeing that there was nothing that really spoke to me mm-hmm. and things that I wanted to see on stage. And so I just was like, you know, let me go about, not even just for musicals, just for plays, for anything. Let, can I just write what I want to see? And I had some success with it, and people started to take interest in it. And uh, Whiskeyland is, is the latest. There's also another show that they actually, the same producers actually just optioned called Uncle Jackie, which is a three-person play. Uh, kind of, they're all part of this Boston trilogy that I'm that I'm doing. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's nice, but it's, um, in short answer to your question, uh, rewrites right now. We have a, a staged workshop in the fall, so that's Ooh, that's exciting. That's you have a busy fall, getting married, workshopping, and moving, and moving. Oh yeah, so lease is up in October, so oh, we got a oh, place to live. Place to live. Mm. I'll keep my I'll keep my ear on the ground for Please you. Please do, because I know that I feel like that's the best way to find apartments. Oh yeah, is yeah. through a recommendation of a friend or Absolutely. through someone because that's how we got this place. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. we're and we're gonna check with our um, with our building manager because we really do like our building. I mean, it's mm-hmm. we're right. And if you know a story, we're right on Thirty Fourth Ave. Oh yeah, on Thirty Third Street. So it's like it's perfect location. But um, we just want to find, you know, just a little bit bigger. Than what we have. I you know, know man. I mean? That's always that's always what you're screaming. That's you always, know, always a little bit bigger. More <laughs> space, more yeah. storage. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so you can collect things. Well, that is super exciting. I yeah. didn't realize you'd had so many other steps. Again, I, I said it'd been a while. Since oh no, no. It's, it's you know what you know what I find amazing about it is that um the sh- it I didn't have an understanding or respect for how long these things take Mm -hmm. and especially because with you know living in new york and seeing commercial theater you kind of these shows just pop up and they're right right? yeah and they're there and we haven't heard about them before and all of a sudden they're there but you don't realize that there's literally a whole gestation process that takes place i've done workshops of shows um that you know i haven't heard from yet but i hear are like still circulating around Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you get a call and you're like oh it's time it's go time and you're doing it and right so it's just it's just kind of crazy how this thing works because you you really are waiting for the exact right moment for all the right pieces to come together. Right, it's like everything um, has to be in sync for that moment to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So for people who don't know, like explain the process of um, creating your own musical. Hmm. Like, like I don't. You don't have to. I mean, we'd be here forever if we go no, all no. the way into it. But like. Um, Give us examples of, because I mean, I've done that as well. I have musicals that I've been a part of yeah. for their first readings. Yeah. And then like two years later, they have me do another like different type of stage reading with a new director. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to get producer. So mm-hmm. it's crazy how many steps there are. So the the broken down process as far as what it takes. I mean, of course, there's the writing of it, which mm-hmm. is, you know. Strenuous. Yes. And crazy. <laughs> so did you write the music as well? I did. Oh I wow! I didn't um, realize that. I yeah. thought you had. Do you have a? Do you have a? Um, a partner? Yeah, my friend Liam. So uh, when I was in high school, I did. I was in high school and college actually. I did. A, I was just in rock bands, and so we would just get together and jam. Yeah. And uh, in the in the effort to create something that was 
really what I wanted to see. I wanted to write the kind of music that I grew up with, which was a lot of Irish punk and a lot of, you know, just like old school rock, uh, like Rolling mm-hmm. Stone style. Yes. And I also like it because it's a very, it's a very visceral show, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's funny, but it's darkly funny and it really, it's a gut punch. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of it. So I liked music that, that did that. So I got together with my buddy Liam, who we had done the Who's Tommy in college and he's a, an amazing guitarist and uh, we just started playing around. Um, but in, in terms of your question, what it takes to create something like this, I mean, you guys know, but it's, um, I'd say what makes it take so long is you're essentially creating a family, mm-hmm. right? You're creating oh, a community. Oh, wow. That's a great way to, well, to right, put it. Because it's, it's the people. So what you, what you're doing is you are, and as the, as it's, it's hard because as the creator, you can't really do this on purpose. It just kind of has to happen for you. Like, so I, I created this idea and I wrote like a basic outline back in like 2010 and we jammed on it but what had to happen for it to really pick up steam was these producers had to take interest in it Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't just about oh i got producers it was are these the guys that are that know my vision Mm -hmm, that want to support my vision aren't Mm -hmm. gonna 10 years down the road try to change it into something else right and these guys um it's their names are uh, richard blake and michael balderrama richard is um He's a big, I mean, he's a he's a Broadway vet. Both of them are. Uh, Richard is right now, he's in Jersey Boys. He just did a Bronx Tale. Um, and Michael, I mean, same, they, I mean, they've been literally uh, best friends for, you know, 30 years. Mm, that's always um, good to have a team like that that support each other. That knew, yeah, and knew yeah. what each other liked. And I think that's what they clicked with me was just um, the idea of seeing theater um, that was a little more... I know we're all we're all Tarantino fans. We're all you know comic book fans. So just a little had a little more punch to it, um, and that's that's kind of what we bonded on. And finding that that was one thing. Then finding a cast. I mean, this show, like I said, we've been kind of doing the rounds um, for five years now, and so you know we've kind of had a, a a really great revolving door of people come in and come out, and none of these people weren't talented. It's just as the show changes, because, like, the show, we literally have just figured out the simplified version of this show, yeah. like, this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how many years is that? It's, it's been five years. Yeah. yeah. It's been five. Mm-hmm. Five years to get to, to literally just get to, like, what is the story. And this is not just me sitting and writing. I mean, we, we had, I can't tell you. We had like a week retreat in a cabin in I Jersey. Remember, yep. I remember reading That's about amazing. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, just, we just went out and like literally it was just me and the producers and our director and we just sat and just like, what is this? Um, and so it's, again, not because any of these actors aren't talented, but just because the story changes, right. the characters change. So you want to make sure that you're casting exactly who you need for these roles. Right. And what's tough about that is that because and as you both know, when you're in the creative process, when you're on these developmental things, it's it's the same as when you're doing a show. This becomes a community. Mm-hmm. And so there are people that have done this show that like it sucks because I love them. I'm mm-hmm. like, they, we are actually good friends because of this. Mm-hmm. But like, they just don't fit for the role anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's always, but what we always try to do because some, what, I, the experience that I've had is that I'll do a workshop and then I won't hear about it and then I'll see that it's going up at like, you know, paper mill and I'll be like, oh, I didn't get any sort of notification that right. I was no longer needed. That's, <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Which is fine. But like what we, what we make a point to do is everybody that we've, that we've moved on from, we've sent an email. 
We've sent Done. a letter to be like, hey, we love you. That's so huge. Just, that is huge. As an actor, that's yeah. such a great thing. Like even for me, when I submit for auditions and mm-hmm. I take the time to do my self-tape or I've mm-hmm. been called back, when yeah. I hear back from them and they just say, hey, you know, we really enjoyed your audition. We're going in a different direction, but thank yeah. you so much. Like that means the world to me. Yeah. Just knowing. Just knowing yeah, that knowing. We, we really appreciated your work. Yeah. Exactly. And it has nothing to do with that, you know. And it, I, think, I think that that's always the case in, in one form or another. It's not... Because, you know, the very fact that you were brave enough, talented enough, smart enough to get up and audition for someone, that right there is an achievement. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that, in fact, I, that's your job, right? That's, right. that's kind of the, the, the misnomer about this business as yes. actors is that <laughs> our job is auditioning. Yes. And the gig is the vacation. It right? is. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. easy. That's, that's the part it that is. we, that we do, yeah. that we know. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 it's very important to me. It's, I mean, and this is kind of this is where me and me and Richard butt head not butt head sometimes, but he gives me shit for it, is <laughs> because it's actually, it's Richard once said to me he was like you know why you're not because I was actually asking you know what how would I go about getting producer credit on the show, and it would take I mean gobs of money so that's counts me out number one, yeah. <laughs> but number two it's it's Richard was saying that you know he's like I think that your problem is that you'd be happy doing this in a garage with like your friends yeah. <laughs> and we're trying to make money, money off, off of thing. it yeah. but it's but, that, but it's because it's close to your heart it's close to my, yeah. and it, it fulfills you and so yeah. you just want to do it you I, just want to create it my whole right. thing is I I love you know there are the the crew that I've been able to bring along with me who has been there since the beginning there are people who literally have been there since the beginning and um, it's just so fun because it's I, I give them this material and I know them now, so I know that it's material that they enjoy mm-hmm. playing with. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's just that is more satisfying to me than anything is seeing these people just go to town with things like able to you know I mean the characters in this show are are just like the worst of Boston like just just the most <laughs> stereotypical just like ridiculous racist thing you can ever so like you get to say and do things that. That that are just fun to do, that right? Fun to that act. you would never actually do in real life because exactly. it's yeah. terrible. But exactly. but it is it's visceral. It's visceral and it's funny and 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 that's uh, you know so it's just it gives me joy to just let them play, and and watch them do that. Um, you know so I I would I would I'd be fine like and it and it and it shows because that's the other thing I've learned from seeing all these processes. Each show as you go see it, like it as an investor in the show. One thing I've seen with the investors who've come and who've joined us is that it really comes down to when you walk, when the first moment when you walk in that room for that presentation. I went to a presentation, I won't say the name of it, but it was, um, it was a, a friend of mine who's starting to get into producing. And it was like, not uncomfortable, but like it was so clear that he wanted to show us that he was professional, that he was on top of it, and that he had his shit together. So like there were water bottles on every chair, and the actors were like dressed in and, and like the show was about Vietnam. Do you know what I mean? Like so, mm-hmm. it's not it's mm-hmm. not like that's um that's a bad thing, but it was just the kind of thing where you saw that uh, you saw that basically like you you want to you want to find the flavor of the show with Whiskeyland, like when you come in. We're sitting around. We're joking with each other. Right. We do like yes. a we do like a quack 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 huddle from like Mighty Ducks. <laughs> like just because like, we don't take ourselves seriously. That's the whole point yeah. of the show. And that's yeah. what that's as you as an investor. That's what you're buying into. You're buying right. into this kind of camaraderie. Right. So you know, it's just you you learn that like every little thing you do is creating 
It's creating the world you want to see. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy the most about it. That? Well, that's the, that's the actor in you, too. Yeah. And yeah. that's part of the reason, because that's something I have problems with, too, is when I write things, I'm like, I was like, as long as we we do it, or if I get to do it with people I want to work with, I'm mm-hmm. so happy, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, because it's about our experience, you oh, know? God. And you get that all artistic. Like, yeah, that artistic part of you that needs to be fed. Well, and, and, and let me ask you, let me, well, let me ask you, ask you guys something, because I think that that's, it not only speaks to that, but it speaks to, so often I've, one of the biggest things I've found uh, with acting training is that it's so much about the craft <clears throat> that we don't, the, the tools to, to look at it as a business sense uh, are, yeah. it's just hard. Yeah. It's, it's so hard for us to be like, no, but how do I, how do I survive on this? Yes. We've you know had I mean? this conversation on the podcast is that schools are not training They're doing actors. a disservice to actors by tra- not training them the business. Yeah. And how to survive in it. Yep. yep. <laughs> Whether it is producing or writing or directing or casting or there's Something. so many other things you can do simultaneously. Yeah. And so many actors, I mean, that's the biggest thing about our podcast is like mm-hmm. self-producing their own stuff mm-hmm. and creating their own stuff because you have to have a voice, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. because because auditioning is your job yes. mm-hmm. and there are a lot of times when you'll have periods of time that'll be dry. Well, maybe, maybe you'll get a lot of auditions or you won't get a lot of auditions or you'll get things or you won't get things. And when that happens, you need to have something that you can come home to that you can feel good about that you're still expressing yourself creatively. Mm-hmm. I remembered sending you an email in particular. You were the first person who advocated for me <laughs> to write my own stuff. Okay. And I had... And the thing that's crazy is I didn't realize, and people don't realize how much of the people who are successful in this business, they wear so many hats. They have their hand in so many different things. That's the only way that they that they keep above water. You just gotta keep moving. It, yeah. yeah, it's like a shark, you just gotta keep moving. Cause if yeah. you don't, then you'll die. And, and that's what it feels like sometimes when you don't allow yourself that place to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that is for you, I've found that I've enjoyed writing or creating. Mm-hmm. I have a theater company that I create with. Yeah, like yeah. all of that allows me to be able to continue on, and that keeps me up. Well, it also teaches you that you're enough because that that yes. is really the lesson that I think that <laughs> such a good lesson. Well, it's, and it's, it's a hard lesson. I'm still learning it. Oh yeah, we I'm all so, are, my friend. A journey of a lesson. <laughs> because because we're so there's so much of what we do that is rejection and that is being told you know and because if if you don't get that email that says thank you for coming in right which you don't most which you times. don't most of the time then your mind is left to wander and it, it is the brilliant mind that can't wander right that that stops itself from saying all the doubts and all the worries about what did i do what did i not do all that stuff your yeah. inner critic that bitch yeah i hate her yeah so, <laughs> no, it's so, so one of the things just psychologically about doing your own work is it's catharsis it's you know like mm-hmm. my mom you know i i've, I've had you know so many, so many plays now that, that you know. My mom comes to these things, and she's like, "It's like reading your diary." Like, and that's, and it's, and it's, and she doesn't like to come to him for that. But it's it, <laughs> at the same time, that's exactly what they're for. This is right. that's what artistic expression is. It's it's you telling a story so that you can help someone else. Exactly. Right? Yes. Whether that's that's why. That's well, and maybe that's part is. of our job as art artists mm-hmm. is to serve that part of the business because yeah. so many times people are worried about butts and seats and mm-hmm. selling tickets, and it's like we need those voices to be like we need to tell stories to spark conversation yeah. to help people get through things. Exactly. You know? Well, that's part of the reason I think why too. It's good to have those those producers that have to have the money because yes, unfortunately, it is a part of it. You have yes. to have that in order to continue on, but. 
it's good to have the advocators, the artists behind it as well, mm -hmm. because if you don't, then you don't have a healthy mix of the two. And we've all seen and been and and watched worked. watched film or worked mm -hmm. in things that have been heavy to one side of the other, and it is not fulfilling. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it's they it, have to marry. You have to you, marry the business and the artistic exactly. vision together. It's yeah, it's, it's a tough yeah. thing to do, but you you know you find a way to do it, and and creating your own work, being being in control of how you want this to go. Is a exactly. great way. Yeah. Advocating for it's yourself because sometimes other people won't be able to or can't. So exactly. well, and know. having a good team behind you, mm -hmm. exactly. which true. you mentioned. No, and that's it's and great. they they really do. Uh, that's the thing I appreciate. And the other thing I appreciate about them too is, um, I'd say this is probably even more important than just them being good people. I mean, it's actually not because that it comes from them being good people, right? But just um, they have been incredibly patient. Because that's the other thing is, is having people who are product based and not process based. Mm -hmm. And you know, yes. I think back to versions of Whiskeyland that they've that they've staged for me, uh, and like I read these scripts and like the writing is good, but like some of these I just read I just read back and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Like, what was this? <laughs> You and gotta go through that gunk to yeah. get to and the, the goal. And people you know? don't understand that because there was why would you ever have let me show this to people? Like that's horrendous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's yeah. not it's not bad, but it's like for it's it just could have Where been so is. much simpler. Yeah. yeah. But they they believe in it and they believe that that it's the it's not the even the thick and this is this is this is the craziest thing I've learned. Because what is in fact happening is it's not about selling Whiskeyland. It's about selling myself. Mm. People aren't buying. They don't care. Like, the show itself is fine. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But what's, what they're buying is my artistic vision. That's, mm -hmm. They're buying what, what I see. And so it, they, they put it out there because they know it's in process, but they believe in the potential. And they're showing you this is in process, but this is where it can go. This is what it can be. And... I think that as producers, they've always done a great job at not making sure it's ready, but making sure that I am being as truthful to it as I can at that moment in time. And that's all they ever ask. They're like, just as long as you are happy with it, then we're, we're good and we'll put it up and we'll take the notes and we'll make the changes. Yeah, that's, that's so invaluable. lucky. That's and invaluable. I was great. just listening to an interview Samantha B did. Mm -hmm. She has that new show. On, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, she's hilarious. She's great. And her it. show is, I, I just watched um, the first few episodes. Mm -hmm. It's really good. But she was, somebody asked her like, well, are you afraid people won't like your show? And she's like, I like it. Yeah. You know, and like, <laughs> like that's all if that I like it, that's all that matters. And I hope I can find some people who will like cling on to it. Mm -hmm. But if, like, as long as I like it, then... We're in a you, have place, to, you have you know? to start somewhere too. Mm -hmm. You can't, um, and I mean, and that's another thing too with the audition process that can drive you crazy. You can only be who you are. Mm -hmm. And an essence of you is going to be in every character that you mm -hmm. play. And that's mm -hmm. why it's unique to each individual person. So if you try to go into a room and do what other people want you to do, you're never going to, mm -hmm. you're never going to be happy. Yes. Um, and you're probably less likely to be hired as well because that's not, mm -hmm. That's not really what they want. They want you to be you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which, you. being in the room, I heard you do a really funny thing when you walk into the room. <laughs> Sarah's told me. When you audition, <laughs> yeah. a little, a so little trick us, you do. Us, yeah. <laughs> which, which trick? Because there's, there's several. Well, then any of I, them, any all of them. Any of your favorites. But which one were you guys thinking of? I want to know. 
Which um, one? Well, it has something to do with a way that you come into the room being confident by kind of telling people <laughs> with a particular <laughs> gesture that... <laughs> No, I love it. I really love it because <laughs> you you have to explain. You have to explain. Sarah said I had to ask you about oh, it. Jesus. I'm <laughs> oh no. I love you, Sarah. We no, me and me and some of my friends just had this joke that you, you know, you just it's I mean, you just you just got to walk in there like, you know, like you own the place. Let's say that. Yes. Yeah. Let's say that. Okay. And let's you know, and uh, so we we would have this joke where we and I love it. No, I love <laughs> no, it I because love it. I've been a reader a few times. Yeah. And you see after a actor finishes yeah. that look for the need of approval and yep. they don't eat, like it's not on purpose and it's not that they no. really are seeking approval. It's just something that happens when you like put yourself out there and then it's like you just give a, even if the, how you look at them and mm-hmm. it looks like was that good enough was that not right. good enough you just trying to collect yourself essentially and so I yeah. like that idea like if you walk in and you make the room your room yeah. and it's your performance and well that's that's the thing that's and that's where the joke came from the joke that me and my boys had and this might not be what she was talking about but this is where my mind went because I'm sick fuck <laughs> um, that's alright was, right. was, was we'll about you know you just come in there you fucking lay your dick down and then you fucking <laughs> No, I love out. that too. Though Fucking that's not out. what she said. Good, <laughs> good, because that's a different one. But no, it's I great. love, I love having those though. But yeah, it's just, um, it's like survival to get through a process of hearing no or rejection or can you do this instead of this and you, you know. know, you know that you go in there and you know that it's your time to work, like yes. you said. Yes. And that they are they are on your time. Yeah. So that's that's just how I've always approached auditions. I just I just don't really care that's about good. what they're gonna I think that's, that's the way to do it. And it I is. think when actors get to that point and you have had a lot of success, so I it's obviously working very well. Um, well <laughs> I mean you, you get you get hired for things. That's always the goal, right? Uh, that is the goal. It's well, you know, it's is it though? Because here's what I realized. <laughs> oh no! No, are, not, are we getting philosophical? It's not I even like that. This. It's it's because. So yes, right. You want to get hired for a job that you want. That you want, but but even going further. One thing that I know, even if I do, on my worst day, like I, you know, I just I had an audition for um, for a writer who's who had who's had a lot of success, but who's who has become a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I was pissed because, like, I know him really well, and I, I kind of, I like this role would have been killer, would have been killer, and I worked my ass off on this audition. However, I'm on tour. It took me. I was in Texas when I was coming for this audition. I flew, excuse me, six hours, and had three hours of sleep, and had the audition an hour after I landed. Wow. So I literally, I was like gone. And I walked in and I did it. And I know it wasn't my best, right? And I knew that getting, like walking was like, mm, I'm just fuck. I'm tired. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. But what I know is they won't forget that audition. Mm-hmm. I know that I worked hard enough. I know that 
I'm confident in my choices. I know that I, I broke down that text in my own way. And that's not to say that it's like, I'm not looking for a way to do it that's different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I am looking for a way to do it that's uniquely me. Right. And that way. I really is, like that. Yeah. I really like that. Well, that's, that's, it's, that's what, yeah. It's all you can do. That's mm-hmm. all you can bring, like you said. So I know that they won't forget it. They can, and they don't have to cast me, but they won't forget me. And that's that's what I think the goal. I think the goal yes, is just to, so right. to let people know that you're there, mm-hmm. right? And and because who know, it might not be that job. Mm-hmm. I did. You know what? I'll even tell you this. So, uh, do you guys know who Des Mackinoff is? I do not. Des Mackinoff, um, he is a, a, a director. He's had a long, long career. Uh, he's he's one of the guys who founded the Dodgers. Okay. Um, he is. I mean, the shows. You, you know his shows. Uh, Big River. Mm-hmm. was his yes. first big one uh jersey boys he directed uh the who's tommy um the latest jesus christ superstar mm-hmm. so this man i mean he's he very much is like into rock theater he's he's a good guy um crazy but we love him <laughs> and i remember so when i was in, a freshman in college um my boy luke humphrey who was an adler with us okay um he uh and i got really close and he took me out to dinner with Des and Des was ended up being his godfather I didn't know that and uh Des you know like I mean he this man very successful man so like here I am like I'm new to New York I'm just like trying to get along and Des is like like ordering like $500 bottles of champagne <laughs> just like with nothing and I'm like who the who is this man yeah and so he was like you know keep keep in touch blah, blah, blah. and this is Des creepy way and uh <laughs> and I I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'll keep my eye on this guy. And then he was doing Jesus Christ Superstar. And I came in for Jesus Christ Superstar. And that show, I know that show backwards and forwards. I never liked musicals before I saw Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm, I was because that, that was, was the, your intro. Well, it was the first time that I was like, oh my, you can do that. Like you can, you can, you can sing like that. You can tell that kind of story right. on a stage mm-hmm. with music. I was like, damn, okay, that's that's some real stuff. So I came in and like I didn't even have to prep for this audition. I knew this stuff backwards and forwards I had since I was you know, 12 years old and I came in and I hadn't seen Des in six years and I did the audition and he's like do I know you and I was like yeah you're Luke's godfather I'm, I'm his best friend Nick blah, blah blah and we just got the talking and it was like the final callback we just got the talking in the room blah blah and I thought I had nabbed it I was like I'm in because like I, I know Des I know Luke blah blah get a call from my agent no not going with you. We're sorry. And I was like, okay, fine. But my agent was like, but Des said he wants you to check out the show. Or not the show. He wants you to, if you get a chance, go buy this album on iTunes called Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. And it was this album by the Flaming Lips, who's this like alt-rock band. Mm-hmm. And yes, I went and bought that. this album. And I was like, this, this is like weird, trippy stuff. But like, <laughs> I liked it. And um, I thought Des had just asked me to do that for just to expand my mind or some shit. I don't know. But then I get a call three months later and they were like, Des would like to meet with you. Not audition, but like meet with you. Ooh, that's always nice. I was like, okay. So I go to meet with him (laughs) and like, we talk about this, this show that he's putting together called Yoshimi. And, uh, and he told me all about it. He told me about this character named Booker who is, uh, it's basically the show was about this Japanese girl comes down with cancer and her two boyfriends imagine her battle with cancer as he's battled with these giant pink robots. And it was uh, 
it was this this one guy named Booker is her her the boyfriend that she starts with uh, her current boyfriend who is a hedge fund manager really he's, he he described him as like a like a Don Draper type um, <laughs> who ends up leaving her who ends up uh, in the middle of her cancel battle just says I can't do it anymore and leaves her and sings this beautiful song called Waiting for Superman when he does it and it's this really tragic moment and he just talked to me about it and uh, we t- we talked through it and I, I I had learned the song so I sang a little bit for him he's like great. And then I just, and then uh, the next week, uh, I got an offer for that show, and it was it was my first big like high profile gig it was at La Jolla, and it was uh, it was like I mean this show, if you ever get a chance to if you look it up on YouTube, like it was the most I can't even begin. We had like <laughs> we had like twenty foot tall pink robots like walking the stage like just the most technology and like karate fights and just beautiful music and like good alt rock music and it was just fulfilling and artistically fulfilling and commercially fulfilling and absolutely completely batshit insane but it worked (laughs) and we had so much fun and like and but that all came from that failed audition that that failed audition right that that audition that that for me was like that was my dream show and I didn't fucking get it and now I'm done Right. But you never, if you walk in there with confidence and you walk in there like you own it and you and you just enjoy yourself, you never know because it, it's that just because, and I know you hear this all the time, but just because that's not right for you doesn't mean that this is not right for you. Right. Doesn't mean that they won't remember you. Doesn't mean that this, you're not still building a community. It's about building that community and those relationships. That's it. And that's one of the things that like in Dallas's class um, that we took together, like that's what she talks about is, yeah. is building those relationships. And that's what really makes you a part of the business it's it. mm-hmm. it's it, and yeah. so yeah that's crazy though yeah. it's, it's it's a great it's, story it is great i remember i remember that that was it was, it was i mean i feel time. like every i feel like everyone like people who we all look at and in awe like i'm sure tarantino has moments like that too where he said well there's one person who i worked with or i knew from somebody like that's the way that well, when you're made. creating or I notice like when I'm writing or I, I see an actor work, I'm like, oh, they would be really good for this part right. that I'm writing. And you have to remember that as an actor when you're the product, kind of so to say, like people are thinking of you, but it might not be for this role right. or for yeah. this thing. Yeah. Exactly. You just never, you never know. And Tarantino, I mean, Tarantino was working in a video store. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, and we, that's, that's the thing that I think people really don't understand or not understand but I think it gets really hard to to keep in mind mm-hmm. is that this takes time yeah it's not and success in success in the way that we think of success is never overnight it's never even something that's that that you go for it's not you're not you can't reach for it and grab it and it's there right yes. it's so random and yet not random but the, 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 <laughs> key, the key to it is that you stay in it that's that I think is the thing I think for anybody who wants to be an actor, or who's 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 acting and who's who's down on it, like the key is just staying in it. It's it's the decision to say no matter what happens, I'm going to find a way to do it. And it might not pay my bills, and it might mm-hmm. not be the the big show of the town, but I'm going to do this. There's mm-hmm. literally, and that you know what? That's the confidence that you walk in the room with. It's literally when I walk in the room, one of the things I do say to myself is. I will always act, no matter, you could tell me no mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and I will always find a way to create something. Mm-hmm. Right. My my artistic vision is not dependent on anyone behind that table. Yes. On anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's and that's what creating your own work gives you. Exactly. Is that confidence to say that. It does. You know? 
It does because you don't have to depend on anyone else because there is, there's so much of an element. I mean, I know that's something that I have particular problems with is um, I uh, love to control things. And so, I mean, I admit it. I know it. Um, but you can't. You can't control mm-hmm. everything. And so control when... Uh, yeah. Ugh, well, that's probably a better way to put it. Thanks, Nick. Um, <laughs> thanks. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, I mean, you can't control everything. There's very little you can control mm-hmm. other than the performance that you bring that's to the it. table. And so you focus your energy on that. And then you focus your energy on other things that you that you can control. Mm-hmm. Like when you write, you can control what comes... Mm-hmm. Like if you want to play a character and you write a character for yourself, you can control what comes out of your mouth because you've written it for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are little things that you can... You you can not control, but you can, I don't know, you can you can push in a particular direction, which you have no control over what those That's other true. people feel about you, what they think, any of those things. So don't try to think you do. <laughs> but one thing I've always admired about you, Leslie, is that you are constantly finding those ways in like it's you know I mean that and that's that's all it is well thanks it's, it's, the truth. it's the truth every time every time I see you on Facebook every time and you get what you guys are doing right now right it's it's always those like okay so okay so this is this is being a little silly today so we're gonna do this or, or this is not okay so we'll do this and it's just there's nothing that's gonna push you out unless you want it to right and that's it yeah and that's all it is well yeah. and it's that commitment too it's like if you really want to make it in this industry, it is a marathon. It is not a 5K. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. You, you have to, to keep going at it. And I think that that's something that, even though I remember when graduating from Adler, mm-hmm. like every teacher that got up to speak, essentially what they said was like, not like, you guys have done great. You will do great. It was just stick with it. That was, yeah. that was what every single it. teacher, I think Sam Shack, like one of the things was just like, the audition where I actually um, started to to break into um, doing well in this industry was my last audition, mm-hmm. and that's what he said. He's like, it was ten years in, yep. like, and and that's what it is. Is yeah. it's just it's just keep on just keeping keep on, going. just keep going through and it. It is not easy yeah. to do. I have a question for yes. the idea for Whiskey Land. Yes. Oh yeah. You were seeing theater that you that. That wasn't maybe sparking something in mm-hmm. you. So was it I have to write something that I want to see on stage, or was it oh this idea is like did the idea come to you, or were you kind of like I need to brainstorm ideas to see the theater, the stories that I want to see. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Oh, I was all oh, right. Let's go. Let's, let's dive in. <laughs> I was on the road doing children's theater. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my friends were all booking these huge gigs, huge gigs, and the idea came from that. It came because one of the one of the themes of my life has been about learning to trust myself, learning to learning that I'm enough, mm-hmm. and I wanted to create. I my my greatest asset and my biggest enemy is my imagination my mind does not shut off Mm. it will keep going you can ask i'm sure sarah's talked about it (laughs) i have i have to work to like be here and now and i've I've put in a lot of work to do that and i wanted to create a scenario that did that 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 was not only something that i would like to watch but that was like what it felt like every time i looked and saw someone getting something and me just stuck here 
in a lion suit in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted to create that. And, like, granted, like, I was, I had a job, but it was Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and I was yes. doing theater works. And I love theater works. Thank you for the equity card. But <laughs> yes, it's, exactly. It's a step. I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, a step. step. It's a yeah. step. Yeah. And you make it happen. But, um, you know, so that was what it was. It just came from this. I want to tell a story about that, and I want to do it in a way that that would entertain me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more that I think the 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 big changing point came when I when we got uh, Joe, who has been our our director uh, for four years. Oh, that's incredible! Usually, the directors are the ones that come and go with he's, projects like he's, that. He's he's stuck on this one, and oh, that's um, great. we we love him just because he has a he's just so smart with storytelling, and he knows. You know, he knows the show in and out. Um, and he knows his characters in and out by now. Um, but the thing that really opened me up with him was um, I would talk, you know, we, we'd had our first um, meeting. It was just me and him at a diner in on 47th Street. And uh, we were just talking about things that we liked. And he'd seen the latest reading. And he was like, you know, so yeah, but like, you know, he's like, I, I like it, but I just feel like, I feel like there's a lot of safety. I feel like you're you're not yet exploring the things that you really want to explore. Mm. And he opened, you know, just, I'm a huge, full disclosure, I'm a huge Batman fan. Like really? That, I didn't that, know that about you. you know, that's, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew no, I enjoyed that kind of all. thing. But, uh, you know, that is, I love, I just love that world and I love the idea of just how, the idea of just putting chaos on stage and how, how to kind of how does someone become a, a villain? How does someone become an evil person? What mm-hmm. is that journey for them? Yes. And that is what Joe was like. Well, why aren't you? Why is that not a part of this? Why? Mm. Why does this have to? You know, because at that point, this kid was stuck at the end of the world, and he was kind of you know he had these machinations, but they didn't really go beyond his own personal things. And Joe was like why isn't he killing people? Like, why isn't this mm-hmm. getting so out of hand? And I was like, I don't know if, like, people would watch it. And he was like, would you watch it? And I was like, I would I would watch it every day. <laughs> but I don't, I didn't know that. And Joe really gave me the, the um, he was, he, he was like the guy that opened the door and said, you can write whatever you want, you know? And, uh, and so it's become this thing. And that's, I think, what people who've seen it really enjoy about it and that's all thanks to Joe. Uh, he's going to have to pay me for that if he hears this. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, just that just that idea of just the, um, there is an anarchy to it. And I think that that is something that is very true to the original idea of what what that feels like when you're rejected. Your, your, your whole body just goes into this, Oh, and, and all the all the thoughts, you know, and 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 what? How do you explode that onto a stage, mm. and and make that as dangerous as possible? And that's what Whiskeyland becomes. Because yeah, because it does bring out the worst parts of you Absolutely. as a human, things that you like never, because you victimize yourself, and like, who wants to be the victim? Yeah, no one. No one. And I mean, and when you think about it, you're like, oh, why am I complaining and whining? I'm doing what I want to be doing. But at the same time, you have their legitimate feelings. Mm -hmm. And in a world where success is so materialized, right, where where you know, right, where where you like, there is literally 
if I mean, I'm sure we all have the stories when we go back home and they're like, when are you going to be on Broadway or when are you going to be on TV? Yes. And it's like, well, that's not exactly what this is for me. Like, right. I would love to get there, but this is not, you know, but people, the general culture has those, those ideas. Oh, yes. So in that kind of culture, the question that I really want to ask was somebody who's unstable anyway, how far would they go yeah. to achieve this thing that by its very nature is unachievable? Right. It's because what what we're looking for in this this is very philosophical, but it's <laughs> I love it. it's 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 not it's not real. Yeah. The, the applause, the you know, it was so funny. I went to um, I was talking to my boy, uh, Preston, who like I said is mm-hmm. one of the you know demented people making my bachelor party happen. <laughs> and he was we were talking about just our heroes, and I was like, and he was like, you know, who are your heroes, man? And 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 I was naming like. Han Solo and Indiana Jones and Batman and he was like you realize that like none of those people are real like the, none of them <laughs> exist of them. in the actual <laughs> world and it was just amazing because like I never thought about that and I have these ideals for what a, and it was it's the difference between heroics and greatness right heroics mm. are this this fantasy this Kim Kardashian lifestyle that we we attest is is making it right mm. but greatness is just connection it's what you guys do right? right you guys invite people in and you talk to them and get to know them mm-hmm. that's that's what human beings do that's what real life is right yes. and I think that it's so easy to lose that and that's what I wanted I wanted to explore somebody who lost that mm-hmm. lost it a long time ago and and the pain as an audience is watching him and hoping that, that he, he will, that he will get it back yeah but he just continues to make choices that are just worse and worse and worse yeah you i know? think tv tv and uh in particular TV, I think even more so than film, um, but TV has really been exploring that in the past like couple of years. Absolutely. I mean, that's why, why do you think everyone likes Game of Thrones so yeah. much? Is because mm-hmm. you see that progress and you see that good and that bad because people are not made up of one thing or the, the other. other. No. Yeah. They are a yin and yang of yep. everything mixed together. And if you try, you can't, life is not black and white. You no. cannot mm-hmm. pe- put people in, I mean, you can, I mean, as we see, is happening everywhere. everywhere. Lord Jesus, that is a much longer conversation. Yes, it is. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's terrifying um, how people want to categorize, put mm-hmm. people like good, bad, this, that. You know, we, can we can't we just be humans? Yes. It's it's. Uh, I watched Mad Men again recently, and oh, uh, see, I always had so much trouble with that show. It, it hurt me to watch lot. it. Oh, like watching lot. him make those choices, I was yeah. just like. I, like I got to a point in the middle mm-hmm. of the run that I was like, I was like, I think I, I just have to take a break. I can't. Well, and the thing about <laughs> the thing about Matt, you know, because it's the same, you know, he, the, uh, he was also on The Sopranos, the guy mm-hmm. who wrote Mad Men. And his whole thing, his whole view of characters is that it takes these characters several cycles to learn anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So they're gonna keep making these mistakes, and then they'll might have a moment of clarity. Right. Yes. Might maybe. Which is very true to humans. Very yeah, how yeah, it works. Right. I mean, how many times has the same lesson shown up in your life? And you're like, oh, I thought I learned this. Exactly. And here it is again. Exactly. And, it's, and it's so it's it's I like it because it, it it is that constant reminder. But it also it also helps you kind of overcome that because it's not like it's not that you can't learn the lesson. And it's not even about it's not about learning the lesson. It's just about knowing that knowing that you're gonna do better at it the next time it comes around. Mm-hmm. Right? These 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 insecurities that we have as artists are never gonna go away. Mm-hmm. But it's just how you handle them. It's that when they come to you, you say, Okay, I know what's real and I know what's not. I know what's in my head and I know what's not. 
I know that this is just something that I'm feeling in this moment and tomorrow I'm gonna go home and be like, okay, you know what I mean? And you just have to take that breath. That's something that, that you know, not to, not to tout my, 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 my wife's, my future wife's horn, but uh, Sarah is just so good at doing, is just breaking down um, what, is, what is worth worrying over. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things in life that are, but there are so many that aren't. Yeah. And we give them credence yeah. just because we're in that moment and it's right. fired up, you know, and right. we just got to breathe them out and let them go. And let time kind of... Heal them. Yeah. 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 Oh, meditate on that shit. Meditate. <laughs> meditate. I know. That's one thing I've been trying to implement in my life. Meditation? Yes. It's and good. it's hard for me because I don't like to not be like physically doing mm-hmm. things. Doing something. Mm-hmm. But... It's the well, best because we're not rewarded at all in life to sit and nope. We're not, you know, we're rewarded for doing, doing stuff, for you going. know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why there's this kind of wave. I mean, meditation is really, I think, even mainstream. I feel like a lot of people they're studying it more. Mm-hmm. You right. know, we're seeing the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Like science is actually proving that it's good for us. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I picked it up. I've been doing it every day uh, yeah. since uh, January, and it's. I'm telling you, it helps tremendously. And also, I mean, and this is just basic, but exercising. Oh I yes. Didn't, like yeah. I have stepped up my exercising game since I've been on tour just With because you, yeah. it just gets it out. Yeah. Well, especially you know if I mean? you're traveling. I mean, traveling is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have an hour flight or a four-hour flight. No. You're like, I'm like, how am it I always, tired? Yeah. Right now? Even if I sleep the whole flight, you know. So doing you, something that's consistent. Like if that. and when you guys do do tour in your lives, I don't want to. <laughs> if, if you ever do, if you ever not do. Not that I won't. If someone wants to have yeah. a tour that I'm really interested in doing, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just. No. Yeah. I'd like it, to be home. Absolutely. I would. I would absolutely love to be home. <laughs> But the, I'm telling you, it's because I didn't realize it, and my friend Jesse put me onto it. It's the tour is tour life is just so stressful in general that the more you can treat yourself, and I have I have become addicted to first class flights. I don't even have that kind of money, <laughs> but it's so I'm t- like so, so nice, isn't just it? Just so you walk you walk up. And they just take your bag. And you don't have to pay for it. And you take it. They just take it. And it's the first one out in the carousel. <laughs> and then you sit down and they're like, what kind of drink do you want? It's free. And you're like, oh my God, I'll have everything. And, and, just, just and then they come by every like 30 oh minutes God. with more snacks. Hot towels. Yes. See, I have not, I am not good at treating myself. This oh, is clearly something I need to try in I the near future. Learned. I've never, I've never flown first I'm, class. Well, I've just, well, I broke my leg once. So they mm. put me in first class. That was my first experience because mm-hmm. I was on crutches. And you're like, and I'm just going to break bad for me (laughs) and then my husband had uh if anything's like over four hours for business they they will pay for a a business class flight and we were in california and he was there for business and so he gave me the seat and he got stuck in the back of the plane (laughs) that was very nice of him it was very wonderful yeah 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 but i'm telling you man it's it's worth it i mean i so i um one of the things i found on tour that helps save money is roommates Yes. So whereas a lot of people on tour do single rooms, I always do a double. And it's so my boy Jameson and I love Jameson and he's been he's been a godsend like to people because like I'm that's five hundred more dollars that I'm able to pocket for right. myself because I have a roommate. But it just it means if if I'm not gonna have my own space, then I just when I can need to give myself yes. something. something. Um you know, and and that's I mean, hence Disney World. Yes. Hence, me, me and Sarah. Yeah, we we go to. Disney we're World. actually going back to Universal 
in April. I'm so jealous. It's oh, gonna be fun. I'm very <laughs> that's excited. fun. Very I cry excited. every yeah. time I've gone. I've only I've Aww. been like two or three times, like, but I always cry because I'm just so overwhelmed with happiness. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot. That's of. What my mom is. She loves Disney. Like oh, I would great. watch the parades, and I would just like I I remember I was 15 or 16 the first time that I went, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was watching the parades and I was just sobbing. Yeah. And I was like, why am I crying? I was like, I'm just so, so happy. happy right so happy. Now. My husband and I, you guys are going to get mad at me. We're kind of like, nah, Disney. No. We're like, we probably won't bring our kids there. Our poor kids will yeah. be like. No, well, I mean, I think go. it depends. I think it depends on what you connect with. But there yes. is something yes. that it does connect with a particular part yes. of my childhood. Yes. I remember yeah. like that being an institution in my house mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. certain Disney films. Mm-hmm. And that's. When I started like singing everything, I mm-hmm. mean, even though like Disney films and other children's films, they really did try to mess you up. Absolutely. Oh, like my goodness. think about how many ish. Like, there's always some sort of like parental absence mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Whether they die, yeah. they're not there. They're going like, for the heart. They, really they wanna. They are, even though they try to like cover it with its yeah. Disneyness. Yeah, it's it's there. It's messy. But you know what I realized because mm-hmm. I actually had a friend who was very cynical about Disney and. Yeah. Uh, and I brought him, and he's now, I mean, he goes, literally, he's in California, so he goes to Disneyland every month now. <laughs> I love this. And you convert people yeah. to no, Disney. <laughs> you have to understand. So, I, I mean, and you can ask Sarah this. This is very true. I have a PowerPoint presentation. I'm not oh joking you. I, I kind of love you a little bit how more to right do now, because I love like, PowerPoint Like, I literally go to, P- I, I go to my friends, and I'm like, this is why you should come. Because I have several friends who are like, why the hell would, I'm not a well, child. Yes. Do you yes. know what I mean? Well, and my thing, and I've been as an adult yeah I've been as a child yes. i just think it's so overpriced yes absolutely and the long lines yes and it's hot yep in florida at oh. least california i haven't been to disneyland so disneyland Dis- world's better disney is world is because it's bigger well it's yeah. the size of san francisco and it's not that i don't don't enjoy myself yeah. there it's just i would like rather go to spain than go to Epcot. absolutely absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, you can experience Spain in Epcot. In Epcot. <laughs> um, no, but what I, the general gist of what I say is it really it comes down to, and I'm not trying to pitch Disney World on your freaking no, show, no. so I'm so sorry. I love it. No, I but really I, love this conversation right all, now. all I will say is that it comes down to um, you have to, Disney, the reason I love Disney World yes. and planning for Disney World is because it really is like a chess game. You can get, I got us um, for this past time, uh, we went to, we were in the Animal Kingdom. We had a one bedroom suite on the Savannah. Wow. So, like, literally, our room, we would step out and there'd be giraffes eating, like, oh, that's amazing. Right okay, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's I, pretty amazing. I got four of us that. I think we each paid for the week. I think it was $7.50. And that, that okay. was all food included. That was the room. That was everything. Mm. And how you you, just, you you have to know that yes, the the upfront prices are expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you know the system and you know when to go and you know how, what deals to take in terms of like meal plans and stuff like that, yeah, you can save thousands of dollars. It does wow. not have to be the kind of thing that, okay. that breaks your back. Ah, okay. Again, so, more might have things to look that at are this. making me excited because I, I love a deal. It's, it's a good deal. <laughs> so it's it's just something that, you know, I mean, for Sarah, especially because Sarah is such a huge Harry Potter fan. Yes. I have pictures of her, um, you know, every time 
she goes to Harry Potter World and Universal, I mean, she just starts crying. Oh, like, of she's, course. Yeah. I would. Just so yeah. happy. It's just, it's... Because Sarah, I remember when we were in Adler together, Sarah used to listen mm-hmm. to the... Um, to the books on tape while she was like getting ready like that's like what she she did that's like some people listen to music Sarah listens to Harry Harry Potter Potter. absolutely yeah that's what she that's absolutely what she does and that's so you know for her she she, I have she stepped through platform nine three quarters and they built it like that's the magic Yeah. yeah they built it you can run through that wall like, what? Where can you say, no, where can you say Brandon, we have to go. <laughs> Listen, it's, ha- it's, it's, a, it's a magical place. But yeah, it's just, you know, place to consider. I want to see this PowerPoint. Please, oh. please send it to me. Let me tell you. I was, I'll do, I, you think I'm, I'm very joking? curious. I he will. I, I no, will. please do. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you. Because I feel bad that I'm not a Disney person. No, I don't feel bad. I do. I don't even like them. I don't, I don't even like watch the movies anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just yeah. love, I brought my cast there. In um, March or January, I don't even remember. But a I, month, a month of the year, a month, a yeah. month of the year. Mm-hmm. And I brought. We have you know the the kids in our cast. We have uh, like three of them who play little Michael Jackson, yes. alternating. Yes. So uh, it was oh me gosh. and those those three boys and a bunch of the cast. And like we stayed in uh, Coronado Springs and we just had the best time. And it was just so great because it's just such a like it's just whether or not you like the the childness of it. It's a place where literally everything that you could ever imagine is done for you. Mm-hmm. And it's taken care of. And on top of that, the detail in it is just so in-depth that it's just like you're that's, transported. That's very true. I mean, you know even I mean? the way they dress the characters oh and the princess. Like, mm-hmm. like everything. I mean, hiring. Like, have you ever looked at yes, a breakdown for I, a Disney yes, princess? It's like of which, my boy Adam... <laughs> is in the Finding Nemo musical right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never coming back. He literally, he's, <laughs> he's like, like, he's like, cause that's, and people, people sleep on doing those Disney shows, but he's like making good money. I am uh, playing a lead and like, and like the show is like massive. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. no joke. They have it's the no money joke. to be able to make it whatever they want it to be. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm staying. And his wife, his wife was a dance captain on Wicked for five years. And now she's uh, one of the dance captains on Finding Nemo. And she's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not, coming back to New York. Well, also, too, I will say that, like, Florida, it's, oh, I mean, it's too damn hot for me, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's a lot more cost effective to yep. live there. Yeah. Like there are a more lot of things. space. There's, there's more space. There's there are quality, a lot of quality of life. Your day to day life yeah. is just different. Which yeah. is your, nothing your to shake buck a fist at. Goes a lot further yeah. down there. Okay, so I have I have one last question. Oh, um, you're like oh okay. He's oh, okay. like we've, we've gone from Disney to questions again. Just, Sorry. Just, no, please. Um, <laughs> questions are beautiful. So it's so um, how do you think um, you growing up? How do you think your faith it interplays into what you do? Uh, this is mm. this is a deep this is a this is, deep. this is deep, but I like it. Like I always like because I feel like I oftentimes feel very um, strange talking to particular artists about religion because I'm a very spiritual person mm-hmm. and I have a lot of faith, and I think uh, sometimes you feel very strange discussing that with people because there's so many stigmas around it, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Uh, I often feel people think you're unintelligent if you believe. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced That's that before. That's really interesting. I've experienced that several times. I I have, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm actually in the middle of kind of a uh a not a transition, but I'm I I've realized, you know, you know what it is? Uh and Sarah was actually the one who pointed this out to me and I'm very thankful to her. She's so wise. She's 
That's when she's my best friend. She's I know. Smart <laughs> as hell. Yeah, she is. Um, but she she pointed out that um, so my little background. My mother uh, was a news anchor for about thirty years, and then she left TV and became a minister. She went to Harvard Divinity, and uh, just was got ordained. She was in there four years, and now she has her own church out in Roxbury, okay. which is a town outside of Boston. In Boston, I mean, it's, it's a you know part of Boston, and um, for me. One of the things that I have slowly kind of realized is, you know, I always consider myself a Christian. I still do. But I'm much more culturally Christian Mm -hmm. than I am practicing. Yes. Because, like, I think about, like, the last time I actually went to church, it's been, and granted, I've been, I'm on the road every week. And Mm -hmm. I usually have a show at 2 o'clock. Right. But that said, there are shows, there are churches that open at 8. You know, and and you can I could be out by call. So like, it's just a question of why. You know, why haven't I gone? And I know I believe in God, and I know I believe in Christian tenets, and I, I still consider myself a Christian. But one, of, I, it's something that I actually want to explore is like, what, what are the, do I have a religion? Like, what, what, how do I believe? What is that to me? What is God to me? Right. No, definitely. Right, because mm-hmm. it's just this place. But one of the things I can say about how my faith has, um. In terms of my career, I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the way I was raised and the religion I was raised in is the the tenant, um, the tenant that just reminds you that this this hello police car yeah <laughs> the tenant that reminds you that this world is bigger than you. That there are mm-hmm. things going that there are things going on that are bigger than you that you are part of something that is not about you. I think as actors, my biggest pet peeve as actors is because of what the nature of our mm-hmm. job is. Uh, we are so focused inwards, yes. yes, and and we forget that there's a world going on outside where people are really hurting, yes. and where uh, life is hard, and um and not getting an audition is not someone's biggest issue. It's how right. to you know. Um, so having food and water, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's one way I will say this too, uh, being a part of Motown. So a little more background. I grew up in Boston, like I said, uh, but I grew up like, uh, I hung around this, this part of town called Whiskey Point, right? Uh, Whiskey Point is kind of like, I mean, it was like my best friends were like Mally's and Sullivan's and Hayes's like. I, as a black man, I didn't really hang around the other black kids simply because I didn't live around the other black kids. And so my experience with people of my own race was very different. Coming to Motown, which was my first all-black show, um, was like huge for me because not only is it all-black show, but most, you know, you need singers for the show. Mm-hmm. Where do you get singers? Church. Where do you get the best churches or some of the most, you know, prominent singing churches? The Bible Belt. So you have in Motown, like, the most, wow. st- like, stringently religious cast. Mm, I that's mean, really interesting. I didn't think about that. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Like, it's, I mean, I get, so my friend Martina actually texts me every day. She texts me a, um, an affirmation from her, from her, uh, her book, um, and it's really kind, you know, and it's really wonderful. And it, it was the kind of thing that I really had to, and I continue to have to kind of define myself because it's so easy to fall in and say that I believe everything that they believe just because I'm surrounded by them every day. Right. But I don't, right? I, I'm still finding out 
the 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 dogma of who I am spiritually. Mm-hmm. I know the basics, but what 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 you know, where do I want to worship? Where do I want to do that? Right. How do I want to do that? Yeah. And but I will say for them, it it ground the people who are who who have that in their lives in the cast, I feel when they actually <laughs> When they actually follow what they say, when they actually practice what they preach, yes. they tend to be the most grounded people in the mm-hmm. cast. They tend to be the most giving people in the cast. And it's not, I wouldn't even say it's because they, and this is, might be a little, I wouldn't even say it's because they believe in God. I'd say it's because they know themselves. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's because they know what they believe. It doesn't, you can believe whatever you want as long as you know it, to thine own self be true. Right. And that's, I think, what religion does for the people who I really admire, mm-hmm. who have it, is that it grounds them in a way that this world can't shake them. They understand that there are things in this world that they can't control. And so rather than try to hold on to it, you have to allow it to pass through. You have to just let go. And trust that you are exactly where and who you're supposed to be at any given time. It's that trust. It's that it's faith. Yes. Yeah. It's faith. And that's and that's what that's what it's done for me. That's what uh yeah. So I know that was a long answer, no, but that's, that's all right. It's a hard question. So I yeah. mean it just came to my brain. It wasn't something that I was like, hmm, I'm gonna ask about oh, this. No, no, no. <laughs> Good question. Good but question I mean, sure. and then I realized too, we didn't talk at all about the fact of like what are um, particular um, things that you find as being a, a black man in a, in the musical theater world, like <laughs> and it's just because I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean like is there anything in particular that you find Absolutely. Um, we there was a period when when I first got into Motown, if you weren't doing Motown, you were either playing a lion or a slave on Broadway. That was your, that was your only two options. It's and not much better than it's the movie. Better, it's, and it, it's, I mean, right, we've had so many conversations with the Oscars and oh, everything. Yeah. And I it's, mean, it's just the opportunity that is given for people of color, and of it's color. and yeah. it's the same thing, you know. And now, I mean, so this year we have a really we have a boom. Right. Um, everybody's talking about Hamilton and, and there's yes. a lot of opportunities. And but even I'd say that the hardest thing for me, and this is what it just comes down to, because you go back to the conversation we were having about um, everybody, you, you know, what we bring is is what makes us unique. Right. That's that's what they're looking for. Right. That unique flavor. I people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, when are you going to be in Hamilton? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I actually don't rap. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't listen to hip hop at all. Like they just assume, and I'm like, I, I literally listen to Blink 182. Like that's that's what I grew up on. So that world, if like I, you know, I've been in for some of their workshops. I've auditioned for them, but like I don't feel that 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 world and I are the you know we're we're not an automatic fit. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to ask me, like I did a reading, so uh, I did a reading of a Rolling Stone show a couple months ago. That's where I fit. That's right. yeah. that's what I know. So it's just right? it's 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 is it the um the constraints people put on you because you're a black man, you must be like the the stuff that you love to sing is all like I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect yeah. example. Oh, yeah. When I was in um this was like the first experience I had with it. When I was in uh summer camp when I was like 12, 11. Uh so after Jesus Christ Superstar, the next musical I got into as everyone did at that time was Rent. 
Mm-hmm. And I I don't even consider it's so funny because like I don't even consider myself a musical theater actor, but like I am. And I know I know but I know the shows that speak to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And Rent was one of the shows because at the time it was like the edgiest thing out there and everyone was mm-hmm. like talking about it. I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. And I had never heard a voice like Adam Pascal's who played Roger. Right. I'd never heard. I was like, I didn't know you could sing like that. Yeah. Right. You know, that's that dude, that's not a dude who's been singing legit musicals like that's a dude who's been in like CBGBs and like smoking, you know, smoking J's at like 2 a.m. <laughs> and coming out and doing his next set. Like that's that yeah. voice. So I was like, damn, that's what I want to do. And I went to the, they had a talent show at this camp and I was going to sing One Song Glory and I, I learned it on the guitar like I was ready to go. And one of the counselors said, so we have you sing One Song Glory and that's from Rent, right? I was like, yeah. They're like, now are you sure you don't want to sing like I'll Cover You? Or like, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I want to sing One Song Glory. And they're like, no, but like, you can, but like, I mean, you could also sing I'll Cover You. Like, that's it's a really soulful song. And, and as soon as I heard the word soulful, I was like, mm. no. <laughs> and you exactly. were just a kid. I was just a kid. But it's, and it's not even, and they weren't trying to be mean. Yeah. Right? But you. It's you, the way society views. They think automatically just because you're black that you just want to sing R&B and mm-hmm. listen to hip hop and rap. And that's it. And that's, and that's what I find. Now, that might, that experience, I think, might be different for some other people. But as a kid who was raised in a white Irish suburb, trolley suburb, like, yeah, that's me. I don't, I don't do hip hop. I do rock, you know? And, yeah. and that's kind of why I will say that Motown was kind of a perfect marriage for me because that was the first rock music. That mm-hmm. was where that stuff came oh, from. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. That's what, that's really what I grew up on. Music. Oh, it's gorgeous. So for me, I have the opposite problem. I always want to sing the music that is not like for yeah. me, if some people ask like, what's your favorite music to sing? I'm like, R&B and funk. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's my choice of song. I'm going to give you, okay, do you have a pen? Yeah, dude, right here. So what? you need to, I'm getting advice right now. You need, no, it's not, it's not even advice. It's just something that you need to look up. Yes. My bo- There's a band called Champney Street. It's called C-H-A-M-P-N-E-Y Street. And you need to look them up on YouTube and you need to watch them. It's my, it's my boy, Mike Nogler, again, white Irish kid, um, but sings like the most Marvin Gaye R&B <laughs> you've ever heard. Like Wonderful. just like a bunch of five white boys but like playing like just the best funk oh, ever. Yeah. Ever. And that's And that's the thing. It's it doesn't matter, you know, you talk about race. It's what speaks to you. Right. That's all that matters. It's and again, people trying to put you in categories. Well, your soul has no color it and it has no yeah. it doesn't. you know, heritage and it, yeah. it, again, it's what speaks to you. What makes you yeah. come alive? What yeah. makes your soul dance, you Which know? Which goes back to why it's important to do your own stuff because then you can show them. Exactly. Then it's not a question, you know, the, the people who come to see Whiskeyland, they see it and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you do that." And I'm like, that's all I do. Yeah, you're like, this is, this is what I this do. This is me. Yeah. So, but, you know, people, if you, you know, give them something that they can't look away from. Give them yourself. That's all you got to do. Just be yourself. And people, yeah. People, people will come. Yeah, you're so that. right. Well, I feel like that's a good place that's for us good place to That's a good place to wrap up. up. Yeah. Well, thank so you where so much. can people find you on the <laughs> internet? Yes, yes. So, I don't have an Instagram like all the cool kids do, but I do have a Twitter. Nice. Uh, it's at uh, Nikki Walks. Uh, that's so N I K K Y W A L K S. Uh, and if you want to friend me on Facebook, like you can, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What yeah. about is there a website or anything about there is, uh, nickwalkersworld.com? And about Whiskeyland, is there w- with the Whiskeyland is through that website, so you go to that website and there'll be a, a link to perfect Whiskeyland stuff. 
awesome because i want to come see that in the fall yeah, yeah. let me know yes. you guys in. we'd love to yes. be there yeah. i can't wait it's, it's awesome not, it's not well, boring. thank you so thank much you. thank you guys very, very much taking time on your vacation to come and visit and hang out with us i always love an excuse when i get to see a friend <laughs> and use this as a venue to see them so yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you awesome. guys for doing this yeah. this is amazing so awesome thank you thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye.